Hi everyone, my name is Lucas Petter and welcome to The Conscious Podcast. Welcome to The Conscious Pod. My name is Carlos Cerullo and this is your place to cultivate wisdom, awareness, life insights to raise your being and become more conscious in your daily life. Hey Conscious Fam, welcome to episode 60 of The Conscious Podcast. Can you believe it has been 60 episodes? That is crazy. And to think the other day, a friend was telling me that most podcasts don't even make it past episode 7. To get to 60 is just incredible. So I want to thank you guys so much for listening and supporting me on this dream, on this vision that I had to create this and to share so much consciousness and goodness with everyone. And I can tell you now, it's only just beginning. There is so many episodes and guests that are coming up with so much value and wisdom. I can't wait to share it all with you. On this episode, I shared an epic conversation with one of my good friends, Lucas Petter. Lucas is a life simplifier and a fat loss personal trainer. We talk about Lucas's upbringing and his journey to becoming a professional soccer player. Having an injury put him on the path to find the love of his life and also to pursue more passions, why sales is important in life, keeping it simple, the lessons learnt from failures, getting out of your comfort zone, the benefits of taking action and the momentum it creates, why people fear taking action, anchoring yourself in the moment, going all in on your dreams and so much more. This was such an amazing episode with so much value. Lucas is such a down-to-earth guy with a great attitude and perspective on life. It was great to find out more about his journey and what he has learnt along the way. So many impactful lessons. I really enjoyed this and I hope you do too. Lucas, how are you my man? Fantastic. That is excellent. What have you been up to today? Well, we've just moved back up um, to Mildura from Melbourne. So this morning was uh, still just getting the house ready a little bit, but um, also just taking a bit of time off for myself because the other half, she's gone down, driven down to Melbourne yesterday night to go wedding dress shopping. Ooh, exciting time. Yeah, it will be. So the, her and all her sisters and bridesmaids are down there picking out yep. the potential frock for the day once we set the date. Yep. <laughs> So, but one step at a time. <laughs> That's it. Get one thing done and then we'll sort out the rest. Yeah, no, we've, we've, it'll be next year sometime. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, what else is planned for the weekend? Just get the house ready. Just uh, make sure everything is um, yep. sorted. Do a few odd jobs while she's away. So, um, and surprise her on the back, get brownie points. Yeah. That, that's the other part. And then we've, well, we've got soccer on Sunday, so get myself ready for that as well. Sounds awesome. What are you most excited about in life right now? Everything's sort of uh, happening now that I was sort of falling into place. Like the last uh, six months have been incredible with opportunities that have come our way. Like um, back in October last year, we moved down to Melbourne for a opportunity with a great job down there um, and took that by the horns. We're still working in real estate and then um, something we'll dive into later on. Um, I followed my passion again, got back into the health and fitness sector and I've been managing a gym for a while and while in that time we've been building a house and uh, 
down in Melbourne, we're living with mum, which has been fantastic. <laughs> but uh, we're ready for our own space now and our house is finished, so we're excited to move in. So hopefully Monday night or Sunday night, we're the first night we'll officially be staying in our, in our new house. And sounds so good. And you're oh. so close to me in Muldura, which yep. is uh, exciting. So drive over the bridge like last time. <laughs> Five minutes down the road, it's going to be a lot better. <laughs> awesome. And we, so we crossed paths two years ago on the football field. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until maybe last year, start of last season, we played on the same team. Yeah. Became really good mates. And it's been amazing watching your journey unfold in the past 18 months. Because like you said, it's been quite a, a roller coaster the past mm. six months of like new opportunities and multiple opportunities, which has been exciting to see, but your growth has been amazing. So love to delve into the mindset and everything that you've got because you've got so much wisdom and value to offer. But can you give us, for the people that don't know who you are and about your life, a wrap-up of your life from start to where you are now? I'll start early on. Um, I grew up in Germany. My, I was born in Australia, but we moved to Germany straight away when I was about uh, nine months old. And my dad has been in film and television over there doing um, kids' TV shows and doing like uh, video clips with like Mariah Carey and everything like that. So that was when I was a kid. Never got to meet her, though. <laughs> but um, I have always been playing soccer since I was, since I was four. So it's, it's been 24 years now, so if you can guess my age then. And... When I was younger, I signed for, for Bayern Munich when I was nine years old, and I was there for some time, but then my parents decided to move back to Australia and when I was um, ten and a half, so we've been in Australia for some time, but then football or soccer was always my passion, and I took that and uh, I took that further, so in 2010, I went back overseas, and I signed um, for a club in Wiesbaden, so pro, my first pro contract, and I was playing um, professionally soccer for about um, almost three years in Europe and across Germany and Spain. And I had a little stint in England as well. And um, unfortunately, I injured myself and came back to Australia for really only a, a short break because um, it happened in February. And I was planning on um, going back overseas when I just was quite caught up with some mates for a, for a, a night on the town here in, um, or actually in Bendigo. And um, I met my now potential future wife or my fiance and um I <laughs> the love of your life the yeah. love of my life yep <laughs> changed everything that night it, it was love at first sight as well but um yeah we um i thought now nah, i've got to pursue this or pursue her even more and uh, i ended up staying and um well here we are seven seven years later i'm still in australia i've moved for love twice or three times now we've moved from melbourne to mordura more of to melbourne and back to mordura <laughs> Um, but it's been a roller coaster in that time, and where um, I've always had that passion in coaching. I've been coaching soccer since I was 15 as well, so I'm still doing that. But um, I started a business back in 2014 called UB Fit, and um, that was based upon I had a lot of kids that were overweight um, that I was coaching, and I wanted to help them out. And I thought, how can I help them more be healthy and and um, and participate in sport and get them involved. And I was like, well, really, it starts off with the parents. So I wanted to create healthy role models. So uh, that would then have a flow-on effect to the kids. So that's where UB Fit, um, my fat loss boot camp, was founded. So I ran that for a couple of years, had some amazing success with that. Um, and when I say success, like clients that came across, or we I crossed paths with, I um, built great relationships with them, plus they also got amazing results. And that was really the, the, the thing that got me and um in the end um one lady from there she um she i still whenever i talk about it she'd uh, get choked up about it her, her big result was she lost 11 kilos in six weeks and um 
oh, uh, she was an amazing transformation for me and still somebody I refer to today. Yeah. And, um, but unfortunately, I had to sell the business um, because Taylor wanted to move home to Mordura. So she said, oh, I'm moving to Mordura. What are you going to do? And this is two, two years into my new business. It was just <laughs> sort of starting to kick off. And I'm like, oh, what do I do? So I ended up coming up to Mordura, was in real, um, went into um, business with her dad. Her, her dad owns a real estate office up here in Mordura, Elders Real Estate, and um, ventured in real estate for, for three years. And in that time, some amazing things happened. I got selected with, after seven months being in the industry as um, one of six agents Australia-wide um, for an elite agent sort of competition. And they flew me to Sydney a couple of times, got training from the best. And um, I used to make lots of videos and everything like that to document my journey and sort of to help uh, my clients there. And um, February, this, or actually October last year, when we moved, decided to move back down to Melbourne, um, I ended up working for one of my former clients from UBFit. And we, we kept this relationship going. And um, that's always been something that I've really made sure that if I ever leave somewhere, I live in such a good place that if ever something ever happens, I can come back to that, um, to that place. And yeah, so I ended up, she, she, without a heartbeat, she offered me a job. I literally drove down one, one weekend and on the following Monday I'd started. So it's, <laughs> everything starts very quickly. And then um, from there, worked for, uh, worked for some while, did a, did a great, um, had, had a great time at McGrath in Sandringham. And then they had this Kickstart event, which really has now pushed me back onto my path. Uh, they had this Kickstart event, so they do this every February, where they get uh, motivational speakers in, or well, it's talking about real estate. And there's um, this guy came on from a uh, Instagram page company called Kindsome, um, which he his story just um, really made me want to follow my passion. And because he said up on stage, like he had a friend that died when he was in his mid twenties, and like why wait? until I'm older to follow my bucket list or, f- or pursue my dreams, let's do it now. And he started off this, this list of 100 um, bucket list items that he wanted to tick off and he started straight away. He quit his job, went to America and just started. And then he was on about 60 or 70 on, on the list and he came across this guy who um, was a paraplegic and he really wanted to run a 20K fun run. And he helped that guy. He pushed the guy for the whole 20Ks and then his company Kindsome came from that where people ask for help or people offer help in different things. And at the end of that speech, he said, don't wait to, to follow your dreams. Do it now. And I pretty much turned around to my boss the next week because of that talk. Yeah. <laughs> Real estate isn't for me. I'm, 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 my place is in the health and, um, health and wellness or fitness sector. And um, that's where I want to be. So I straight away looked back at opportunities to, to get back into that space. And I... Um, straight away I got a I got a job managing a gym down in Melbourne at Crunch and they were absolutely sensational the setup they have there and from there I've also the the mother-in-law asked me oh what do I do when I go to the gym and I came up with this simple program that anyone can do anywhere and that inspired the a book that I'm in the process of writing called The Kiss Life so keep it super simple and studying psychology at the moment as well <coughs> because um, I've done in the past um, hypnotherapy and NLP courses that um, have really helped with sort of breakthroughs with clients and obviously understanding language patterns to see how I can help my clients better. And then going even one step further back, I'd, I saw a sports psychologist in my mid-20s when um, I was sort of struggling with, with my own sort of um, playing career. Yeah. And that sort of leapfrogged me forwards. And now I would say that's one of my assets that I've got such a strong and calming mindset that it doesn't matter what life throws at you, you just keep moving forward. And 
because of um, a few things we were doing. I'm just going forwards and backwards now, yeah, so hopefully the listeners no. can, can keep up with my yeah. amazing timeline. <laughs> so we'll backtrack a little bit. Um, back to June last year, Taylor and I decided to, Taylor being my fiancé, um, decided to build a house. And in the meantime, we moved to Melbourne. But um, we decided to um, move back up to Mordura, even though we both had great careers down in Melbourne, to, to live in a house because of financial reasons, as it sometimes takes you. And we've literally just moved back up to Mordura on Monday, and now... Um, Back at a at a, um, at a gym up here, Club Aquarius, and it's oh, it's amazing up here now that I can, and it's um, and I can see it sort of expanding into to many different um, things rather than just managing a gym, but also being there as a trainer, getting back into that side of things, and while writing my book and having the time to write that book as well to help more people out. Amazing! What a story! <laughs> what a timeline! So. You know, going through different industries in your life and, and, you know, very similar, like I had the the sporting career as well, especially in football and in Europe. What skills have you found that has been transferable from your sporting career into your professional career in real estate, in fitness and all that? Well, a big skill that I think is is undervalued by so many people and people are so... not scared about it, but they sit like down upon it. Is is the sales skill, and I think, um, and because when I was in um, or trialing overseas, I had to sell myself to the coach yep. for them to say, okay, we're going to sign him. Yep. Um, it's the same is when I was in the uh, personal training um, field when I was when I was helping my clients. They had to buy in, or I had to sell them the concept that they have to follow this program. Bec- because that'll get them results. So the program that we let out for them. And the same obviously in real estate. Um, with selling, there's so many different aspects to it, but it's, it's getting the buy-in and it's getting the understanding. And sales is very much um, t- taking from a, um, one of the books that I, um, I love from Grant Cardone is um, Sell or Be Sold. And in every aspect of life, we're always selling or we're being sold to. So whether you're at home, you have kids and the kid wants a cookie, <coughs> the kid is selling you that they want a cookie and you are either going to be sold to and give them the cookie or you're going to sell them back and say no. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it doesn't have to be a monetary thing, but it's like um, how I sold my partner myself. That first night we met, she, I had to um, sell her on the concept that we could stay together long term. <laughs> but it's, um, and obviously there's the financial transactions with, with many things in life. If you've got a business, you need to um, attain a, a client and um, get them to, well, eventually transfer you the money so you they stay a client as well and then the long-term buy-in but that's a big transferable skill um but a skill in that um the the other skill that i'd say that would be transferable is sort of just sort of the self-confidence being an athlete you you're in front of crowds you have to be able to bounce back from certain things or actually perform under pressure perform under pressure actually i call it resilience i think resilience is one of my strongest assets and um, I was saying to keep to you before the we even started that um, one of the questions that you might ask me in a moment <laughs> is that, <laughs> is that um, problem, I, I, I don't see world, I don't see yeah. problems I, I see solutions so it's taking a step back in a calm fashion and going okay well what can we do moving forwards love that. How did how did it, I don't know? There's so many questions, but I'm, I'm intrigued, and I do know some of these answers. But I know it's so important to share this as an athlete, and for the people that are listening that have followed a career, especially a career path that was that meant a lot to you to pursue football on a professional level. How did that 
feel or how did you bounce back from having that taken away like from an injury and then pursuing something different how how did you deal with those emotions of that happening dealing with the emotions of um so with the with the question dealing with the emotions of not being able to get back into it or yep. dealing with the emotions of what's next of what's next of both, what's next. both because both. It, it happened and obviously you didn't want it to happen you wanted to be professional footballer and continue playing that for that to happen and then you to come home was it a, a shift of okay I need to do something else with my life or it was you met your fiance and it went okay I can take my life this way but how did you then go well actually that? I and I think I, I took the risk and I sought help that's uh, that's I think the the biggest thing and so many people took the risk to seek help okay so I went and I saw a sports psychologist yeah. and seeing him actually changed my life in a sense that it, it improved because so many different things because when I was in sc- high school and, and in school I was very much a shy kid I was in the the nerdier group or anything so, uh, or, um, or nerdier friendship group so they were very much in not socialites like they were out yeah. there communicating they're very much sort of hidden behind computers and that sort of stuff but um, I saw so and I still am today as much as you'd see me um, being very flamboyant <laughs> in the way I dress and the way I talk, uh, I still sometimes am very reserved in certain situations. But seeing the sports psychologist, he sort of set me a couple of challenges, and I was like, "Well, what would take you out of your comfort zone?" And the silly as it sounds, like going back to the dress because I like to dress nice, um, wearing all white um, and walking down my my, um, my the shops down the local street there in in Melbourne and. He said, well, why would that scare you? And I said, well, people would look at you and judge you and everything. So he's like, well, just go do it. So I walked down the street and obviously no, nobody looked at you or looked at me yeah. because it's just normal. <laughs> and there was a few other things that we did as well that was quite liberating. And I said, well, really, you're so much in control of your own life that why waste time on what other people think? And that was very much, that was an eight-week process that I was seeing this sports psychologist and I came out at the other end a completely different person. Because I was able to attack everything with a, with a newfound confidence and approach trials or something like, um, like those pressure situations, like an interview or something, with just going in like, I've got this. It's pretty much, do I want you? Rather than, even though the, um, the, the tables actually are reversed. Yeah. And in that sense, I've always been um, fortunate in building my own luck or building my own success that things have been sort of falling into place for me. Yeah. It's, like you said before, resilience, like that, that resilience, but also that, that time and, I guess, opportunity of reaching out. And a very similar story when I, when I was 18 and just about to go overseas, it was after a car accident where I, I, my mum actually said, you need to see a sports psychologist. And I went to one in Melbourne, so it's very. I, we didn't know this about each other, but seeing that, that sports psychologist and actually setting goals for my life, what do you actually want? Like, what's the, the worst case scenario from this? How, what are you going to look back on, on in 10 years' time? Would you look back and say, you know, I regret not going overseas and following my dream? Or would you say, no, I, I feel okay? And I, that's what really solidified what I wanted to do in the next 10 years, or even, even just in the next month, which was booking the flights to go and actually pursue it. Because I knew that if I didn't do it, I'd regret it for the rest of my life. So it's amazing that you reached out. And like, I think that's so important for people these days to, to know that they can reach out. Mm. There's always somebody there, um, and there's, there's people in specialties. But I think the biggest thing, it's the same when I started my career, it was drastic action that made it happen. Yeah. Like, when I 
the way I got my agent was I emailed every single agent that was on the FIFA website. When I started my business, I actually started three months early. Yeah. But I just made it happen. And um, those, those, those actions, like you said, or your mum pushed you, but then you still had to decide to, to, to do, do it. it. Yeah. And also buy into the, the sports psychologist to say, okay, well, this is actually going to help me. Yeah. Taking action. That holds a lot of people back. Would you say you're living your purpose? Now I am. I definitely am now, and I think it's still, I'm still growing into it because it's still fresh and new. And that was that's been um, with the last role, um, managing a gym down in Melbourne. I was definitely growing into that. Now that things have changed slightly, and I'm fresh up here at ba- oh, um, again. But I've got so many things that are sort of in the background that I've just I haven't come to the forefront to take action yet. But I think now I've really grabbed life and said this is this is what I'm going to do, and um. I'm making it happen or we're making it happen me and Taylor so and we're both pushing each other um, to support each other and also so we're both happy what is success to you what is success to me success is there's so many different ways you, you look at it for me success is freedom and happiness and choice just throwing <laughs> just throwing <laughs> words out there but I think the choice um, it's one of those things that always stumps me because I always question it myself and there's many different ways and being sort of a um, still the athlete in me having the crowd behind you is something that always just gives me shivers having um, I'll always say I'm, I am a bit of a showman so I like to have a crowd so for me success is having a crowd or having um, people there admiring what I'm doing mm-hmm. amazing and what would you be doing if you're successful Helping people lose um, lose fat, <laughs> <laughs> plain and simple. <laughs> like um, I was I was I was talking with a personal trainer friend of mine um, two days ago, and he, he was talk- We were t- just talking about clients, and, that, um, and I haven't gotten back into personal training yet. But I was sort of thinking, I don't really want to train everyone. I just want to train the five biggest people in in town, and that want to that want to change their life and just help them. And for me, it's not even a, a thing about money or anything like that. But it be able to stand by them in 12 weeks, eight weeks, a year, two years time and just go, hey, you've done it. Like, well, we've done it together. But in the end, any result that I've ever achieved is because of somebody else. And that's, I'm very much a team person in that sense. Like um, going back to soccer, we win together, we lose together. So it doesn't matter what I do, but if it's got to be the people around me that, um, that hold me up there as well. Why, why is that important to you that it's done together? Because for me, I think it's just boring by yourself. Because you, you, you've got you've got so many people around you. Why not share it with them rather than just again? I, Taylor's away, and this morning of I did not a lot. I did a little things, but people aren't there, so I'm just like, oh, I can't be bothered. But as soon as other people are there, I get excited mm-hmm. again. Going back to that success, there's a crowd around me, and I can be a bit of an idiot. And um, even though I'm laughing at myself, I get the enjoyment out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, and you are entertaining, definitely, from <laughs> from when we hang out. <laughs> what is the worst thing that has ever happened to you, and how is that the best thing that has ever happened to you? Uh, my injury in soccer, by far, is the worst thing that's ever so what, happened. What actually happened? And it was, uh, it was. Um, what injury was it? It was I tore three ligaments in my ankle, in my right ankle. It was a training session two weeks before the season kick started again in in Germany, because in Germany they have the winter break. 
And um, yeah, I just was going in for a cross and I went over my ankle. I was in hospital um, that day, but um, I was in a cast for um, a while and then I had physio treatment for the next eight weeks. And because of it, I decided to come back to Australia, which I, after eight weeks, I decided, well, I'm not going to play the rest of this season. I was like, I'll just go home. And then, well, everything has happened because of that since then. Yeah. I would not have started the business. I would not have met Taylor. I would have not had the opportunity to work with um, with uh, Marty, um, um, her fa- or my future father-in-law in real estate, get the opportunity to, to be um, chosen by elite agent if I wasn't in real estate. And then... Yeah get back into the um, weight loss sector if I had not chose or if I had not started my business to meet my future employer their friend at McGrath to then go to that kickstart to get back into this mm. and now here I am sitting back up in Mordura on a podcast yeah. <laughs> talking about my life and talking about all the things that are, that are great about it yeah and coming from a place of like I said before like are you living your purpose and you're like yeah I am and it was because of all these things that have happened along the way to get you onto a, back onto the path of, of living something that's purposeful mm. and that you enjoy and that you really feel into. And like I know from being, um, you know, we're close friends and, and having shared that experience and, and to see, again, your, your evolvement and your growth, but, but the journey of how it's happened and, and your emotions and your excitement <laughs> and your energy. And like you said, you've got that resilience. Whatever you step into, you put 100% into because you want to be the best at it. Mm. And I think that's a massive skill in itself because, correct me if I'm wrong, do you still have fear going into it, but you go, okay, but I'm just going to become the best at it because I know that I can outperform and I love having that crowd and that audience of being successful? Um, well, I fake it totally. Okay. <laughs> By, um, and the reason I say it is I go into... But what do you fake exactly? I, I fake that I fake myself. I go into a situation that I'm uncertain about and be like, all right, I'm going into this. I know I will be the best at it eventually, but I'm just going to be... I totally absorb everything. Yeah. Like I, I'm sort of fake my, um, my confidence as such that I'm going in there, okay, sweet, give me tasks. I'll be able to do it. And then learn along the way, and I'll just I'll figure it out along yeah. the way. Like always, um, well, my my one of my favorite quotes is from a movie called Meet the Robinsons, which is a kids' movie, animated movie. If you haven't seen it, watch it because it's a very it's a hard touching story. But the the big quote is the little kid um, is an inventor, and it doesn't matter how often you fail, just keep moving forwards. And that's the same I've, I've approach I've taken in life. And it's, um, even my soccer career, how many times do you miss a free kick? Well, I'll just take the next one. I'll keep moving forwards. I'll hit the next one. Mm-hmm. I missed that. Oh, well, I'll hit the next one. It's like in personal training. Just do one more. Do one yeah. more. <laughs> and I think like, that reminds me of a quote that I've seen recently as well, is like where, how people see failure and success, and they think that they're two separate things. And failure is part of the journey to success. Like things are going to happen. Like you said, like in soccer, you're, you're going to kick the ball and maybe not go to the right player. We don't really do that very often these days, but... <laughs> And free kicks, like last year, you were incredible. Like so many you scored from free kicks, but sometimes you missed and that happens. For you to then stop taking free kicks and, oh no, I'm going to give up on soccer now because that happened. It's like, no, that's that's part of the journey. It's going to happen. What can I do differently? Or mm. how can I approach it differently? Maybe I've got to hit the ball a bit differently. Maybe I need to um, have my mindset different when taking it or aim for a different spot. But again, it comes down to that resilience of keep moving forward absolutely and I love that so what was the movie Meet the Robinsons Meet the Robinsons Some, it might even be a Disney movie yeah. <laughs> even better what is the best advice you've ever been given 
I want to share something that I am super excited that we have launched as the Conscious Collective. Now, I've always had coaches and for me, it was amazing to have one person in my corner keeping me accountable, teaching me the way, showing me a different perspective on what I was doing, whether it was business, life, finances. And I was always wondering, what would it be like to have multiple coaches at once? Kind of like a team of like an Avengers of conscious coaches that can help you in different areas of life. Well, that's what we've created. And with three other incredible human beings that have all featured on the podcast, by the way, we have created Connected, an eight-week boot camp focusing on the four internal pillars with four amazing coaches. So the four internal empires are soul set, heart set, mindset, and health set. Now, the other three amazing coaches that will be joining me on this journey is none other than Gregoria Kritzatelis, spiritual teacher, healer, and mindset coach, Adriana Andelkovich, an intuitive reader, business coach, and speaker, and Alexandra Sekoloska, yoga teacher and wellness advocate. Now, this is going to run over eight weeks. There is so much included in each of these modules. There are so many bonuses that are included as well, and I cannot wait to bring this to everyone. If you feel a little unsure in your life moving forward and you want to gain clarity on who you are, what you do, and who you be, and you are ready and committed to up-level to the next phase of your life as the best version of yourself, this eight-week boot camp is for you. The boot camp will start in August 2019. Applications are open right now. And if you do want to apply for one of these spots to be coached by this team of amazing conscious coaches and human beings, then jump onto our Instagram page or Facebook group and all the details will be in the links in the bios on the website. The link will be in the description below whatever you are listening on. So if you go to the show notes, there will be a link there. You can go to my private page and check it out as well. All the information will be there. If you want to reach out and have a chat about it, I would love to discuss if this is something that aligns with you and if you want to be connected best advice that I've been given I've been given a lot of advice because I've had a lot of coaches and I've had a lot of um, actually I was sitting in my dad's um, studio one day There's, I was probably about 17 or 18 at the time and there was this guy trying to help us to, to get overseas and he asked me what will I do if I don't succeed in soccer and I said oh I'll probably go to uni and study and, and everything and he was um, and then he sort of stopped me and said, okay, so you're not really all in on your soccer career. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you've got a backup parachute. Like, so are you going to go all in on your soccer career and just hope that that parachute catches you if you jump out of the plane? Or do you have a backup and go, all right, well, if this doesn't work, it doesn't matter, I'll just go somewhere else. And it sort of stuck with me and it always, I always question it. But, and, and I always see there's two sides, like, yeah, go all in, but going all in is not the end all and be all. Like I went all in with soccer, and I didn't have a parachute. I just did it. I started my business. I had, didn't have a parachute. I did it. But by doing things, more opportunities arises. So by jumping out of a plane and only having one parachute, you then figure out later on, that, hey, I've actually got a wingsuit on. <laughs> and then you can fly a different way. But it's, um, you learn different skills by just doing and just taking 100% action. Yeah.
Yeah. Did you so say when you were starting any of those things like going all in? Did you have? Um, I guess some people would approach it with like a, a, a risk analysis of you know what's a backup. So you were saying no, you just went all in, and if it didn't work, I'll figure it out. Mm. Yeah. And what, what was the benefits of going all in though and not having that backup? Well. I'll say when I started my business, I wanted to have an indoor um, uh, boot camp to start off with, and I sorted sorted this location out, and I negotiated a lease and everything like that. Or I was I was more hiring casually; it wasn't like a full time lease because I didn't have any clients at that stage. And I was like, yeah, no worries. When I start, I'll have twenty clients. And then um, the uh, the hall was getting uh, renovated at the time, and then I got a call one day, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, there's going to be delays by um, about a month to two months." I was like, "Oh, I really want to get started." I called up the council that day and got a permit, and I started the business on Wednesday. I wasn't ready, but I started it on Wednesday. Still didn't have any clients, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, now I've, I've really jumped the gun here, haven't I?" And I've so I've I've just called up a couple of friends. Like, All right, I just need to. I'm starting this. We'll just, it'll just be three times a week. Let's just start off three times a week. It'll be outside. It'll be at 6 a.m. Thanks. You're welcome. And um, just come. <laughs> just, just till I get a few people, just so I see that, that people see that I've got a few people there. And then we were doing it for a good month or so um, outside. And by that time... This I'd was just with friends. Just uh, friends. And in that time, I'd, I'd gained a couple gained of clients. Some clients gained yeah. some clients. But it's like even the ladies just walking their dogs at the park at that time were coming. And then it ended up taking four months... That we were outside before this hall was finished, so we had delays of form. And by that time, I had a good, uh, an okay clientele base. Yeah. But then, as soon as I got inside, it just exploded, and it was just like, all right. But it, I don't think it would have exploded because I had no business experience previously. Where if I would have gone to the hall and had to pay rent and everything else um, straight away, I probably would have been in a worse position. So again, the best, the best thing that happened to me was the the bad thing that I was like, oh no, what am I going to do now? But then yeah. I just took. Um, a leap of faith and just started it earlier than when I was expecting to do. And that's being resourceful as well. Like if you, you felt passionately about this is what I want to do. Like you had your sight set on I'm going to create this and like in life situations are going to come up and it may like the hall not being ready. Okay, so maybe you have to deviate and like you said that's probably the best thing that happened because you were able to get it started. I know the same experience when it's starting any of my businesses, any of my events, like live events, just get friends coming over. My birthday this year mm. was like, I've never done a meditation before, but hey, Lucas, a few other friends, come over. I want to run a meditation for my birthday. And the feedback was amazing. And then I was like, okay, I'll start doing these at events. And we've built events now. And now we've got regular events happening. And it's like, but you had to just take action on it. And you'd be surprised how many people of your friends and family just support you because you're yeah. doing something. And I was like, um, my mum is... Um, she's in her words I brainwashed her in, in the education <laughs> I gave her with the training and nutrition and everything else and she still leads it to the day and it's now um, what are we almost six years later and she lives and breathes it and it, as if the business was still going so and just by doing those things um, your friends and family appreciate it a lot more like even that birthday that where there Taylor and I still talk about it and how we had a great time yeah. because yeah um, as much as like we, we appreciate it because yeah. it was something that you could do for us yeah. and it was out of your goodwill and it's like those things like I didn't take charge my family for it but hey they were there they're helping me out I'm more than happy to do it yeah 100% and like it's just supporting the people that support you but the people closest to you because I think that's a lot of a lot of the time I've seen a lot of other people that will 
really go out of their way to support other people that, that aren't necessarily close to them. But what about the people that are close to you, like your friends? And, and it means so much. Like to have you come for my birthday and to do that means so much to me. Um, the people that, my friends that have supported me with my podcast, with my, um, with my events, with my retreats and coming on them, that means so much. Like sometimes like not even things that are monetary, like even if they're just being there for support, that means a lot. And mm. I think that's something that's very undervalued and like you, you, you'll be surprised how much that actually means to someone just being there for support or even just clapping for them. Mm. Well, it's like watching your journey, Carl. Like yeah. over the last year, year two, is it, yeah, it's uh, pretty much only been a Crazy wild journey. <laughs> crazy wild journey of Carla over the last year uh, <laughs> that I've experienced. Like obviously there's times where Carla and I are together and other times where we're not. But because you've taken so much action, people still talk. Um, like about you when you're not there and everything, but it's it's always so good um, hearing everybody's thoughts and opinions on it. But everybody's always very pos- like as much as they joke around that, oh Carla, you're you're doing like doing conscious things, yeah. but still they're like he's doing it, and, yeah. and, it's, and it's a great sort of thing. And people always respect that by people taking action. Yeah. You never you never can get get on somebody or get down on somebody that's hey well he's actually doing something. Yeah. And that's like, <laughs> that reminds me, it's like, it reminds me of you, but I've never <laughs> been in this situation with you. But I have actually. When someone's at the party and they're just dancing out, and it's like maybe they, they look a bit silly because they're just going all out and dancing, but you, you never look at that person and go, no, nah, why is he doing that? It's like, no, he's going all out because he wants to and he's having fun. He's doing what he loves. Awesome. Sweet. Now that encourages me to go do that, mm. to be more of myself. So, man. You taking action inspires me and I'm sure vice versa and that's what we need to do. Be inspired and support our friends that are doing those things. What advice would you give your 16-year-old self? 16-year-old Lucas. Take action sooner. And the other thing is always always be learning like every situation in life, everything you can learn. You can learn so much from, I can learn so much from this podcast. Um, like what I'm learning right now is Carl is organized. Um, he's got all the <laughs> questions there ready to go. Something that I I go just I just go. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's it's those those sort of things that um, really build a, a life. Like I think taking action is a big thing, and that's something I've I, as, as we're we're talking about. I've taken action a lot, and lots of things have happened. But by taking action, other things fall into place because um, you don't know what your next goal is until you've started doing something else. Yeah. So what's, what's the opposite of that? I, w- I want to know what would be the opposite of someone not taking action, which, uh, taking action, which would be not taking action, but what is the, I guess, the downside of that not taking action? Uh, the answer for me is I've got a p- clear picture in my mind. Um, I've, um, I've got a younger sister. She's seven years younger than me, and she used to be, um, very much the epitome of not taking action. She used to come home from school or take the day off school because she was tired or sick, and she was always very. Um, and she, um, when she was sort of 16, 17, she got into a very much depressive state as well, and she ended up having to see psychologists and everything like that. And she got because she never took action with anything in life. She very much let life happen to her rather than she took control. And me be, me and my mum are very hyperactive people <laughs> and we'd always be around her and going come on you just just get up just do something it doesn't matter what just do something just go take the dog for a walk or do the vacuuming and my mum um 
because she's a very passionate person and a very loving and caring person, um, would see me as well in that situation telling my sister what to do and would sort of be that wall in between and protect her. And she's like, oh, no, Roxanne's just stubborn, Roxanne being my sister. And I, being a persistent person, <laughs> didn't see her stubbornness as stubborn. I just said it was laziness. And if I just pushed... 5, 20, 30 times, she'll eventually do it, like to the vacuuming or something like that that I was told to do. But yeah. hey, why doesn't <laughs> she just get to sit there? But now, she, when she was um, in year 12, she decided to drop out of school and go to film school because she's always sort of had a um, passion for that. And she went for it and she moved out of home. She went to film school. She did something. Then she finished her, her diploma of film. A year later, she was living with her uh, um, ex-boyfriend at the time. And they, then they started doing wedding videos and doing these other, and then all these other opportunities started happening for her. She, st- she met these crazy uh, um, like directors from some from I think the Marvel movies or something like that, and almost got involved with that. Yeah. And now she's living in um, in England and travelling between London and Manchester for different jobs and working for a producer that used to work with Andrew Denton and did things. But she just took action, and then things started happening. And it's just that's going back to the question of what you asked like what is the opposite of the sort of persistent action it's just for me it's sitting around doing nothing and letting life happen and yeah. I see so many people doing that and but you could see it in the fitness journey I can see it in the fitness yeah. journey but then I've also over my journey I've learned if somebody's happy I'm okay with that and that's yeah. something that I, I learned with my sister and that she was my my kryptonite initially but now I've been totally accepting it's and with the like I get asked all the time like what food is bad or what food is good and I said well it depends <laughs> what's your goal yeah. and now and that's that's where um, I come from and it's more like a place of caring and going hey okay do you want to do this and you're like not really well okay that's fine then yeah. don't worry about it but if you do well so going in, in um, like talking about a fat loss journey, if somebody does want to change, I'm like, well, this is the steps. Like everything has rules. Yeah. Rules are meant to be followed. <coughs> they, um, follow the rules. Yeah. Take action on it. I think for me, I, I understand that it can be um, scary sometimes to take action because of what could happen. And that's that anxiety of the future of that we don't know what's going to happen and we don't want to fail. We don't want to be seen as doing something and are not working and X, Y, Z. Like so many different examples. For me, example, like this podcast, I was always like, I thought about it. I went, yeah, I'm going to start a podcast and I didn't do it. And I was waiting and I was like, oh, but what if it doesn't work? What if no one listens to it? If I had got stuck in that and didn't take action on this dream and vision that I had, I wouldn't be here right now. I wouldn't be 60 episodes in talking to amazing people like yourself, interviewing, you know, people that I've always dreamed of meeting and now I'm friends with them. It's you know, incredible what can happen. And again, it could have taken any direction, but because I took action, consistent action, and had that resilience to be like, okay, this week we only had maybe, you know, right at the start, only only 100 listeners instead of, you know, 1,000 or 10,000, keep going, keep doing it because you're going to build skills. You're going to be, I wasn't this confident. I was like, people won't like my voice. I don't like my voice. Now it's like, it just it's just normal. This is so comfortable for me to share a conversation and have it recorded because I've done it consistently. Absolutely. And took that action as well. How do you think people can become more fulfilled in life? (laughs) Action. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's (laughs) been a big theme. You don't really know your purpose unless you do a lot of things. And I I thought my purpose was real estate when I first went into it. Um, I thought my purpose... So purpose brings fulfillment. Well, 
again, it, it depends. Many, uh, it de depends on your definition of it. But like fulfillment, um, can be many different things. Like you can have your wants that you want. Like um, Taylor wants to. Um, Taylor, my partner, has always wanted to work from home. She's now got that. She's now four days in. We'll see how that if that's something she wants. Um, I thought I wanted a massive real estate career down in Melbourne because the prices were high and the, the luxury life was there. But I thought, hey, it was actually much better up here in Mildura, a country town. The people and the, the way it all happened, I enjoyed that a lot more. Um, but I think like you don't know unless you, do, unless you know. Or you don't know unless you do. And having those unpleasant experiences... Like from it, for example, me resigning two, um, two weeks ago before I came up here, I had to resign from my job and literally two days before they offered me a promotion. It's like, so that weekend I had to decide, am I taking a promotion or am I resigning? Yeah. <laughs> so on the next day, on the Monday, I then had to go to um, to my, um, my regional manager, the boss there, and go, I appreciate the opportunity you've given me, but I'm, unfortunately I'm going to have to resign. Yeah. And again, like obviously anxiety builds up. How's it all going to work? And I was thinking the whole weekend, oh my God, they're going to hate me because I just, they, they like me, but they're going to hate me because of, I'm changing everything. But I've left that place now with the last words that he said to me is like, don't be a stranger. And I think it's those sort of things. If you approach the things in a nice way and like, I don't know, like I've always, like I said before, come from that place of care, do things and just let it happen and then see what happens at the end of it. 100%. If this was the last time you'd seen me and I asked you to teach me something tangible that I can use every day in my life to improve my life, what would you teach me? This is, um, I was thinking about this and I thought this is the perfect thing because anybody can do it with anything in life. And like everything, I like telling a story. Book, if, and if the listeners out there, there's a, there's a book called Bounce, The Talent Code by Matthew Side, I think S-Y-E-D or S, you'll find it if you Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Bounce. Anyway, um, it, it, it investigates in if talent is a hereditary thing or if it's earned. And he analyzes musicians, a, um, academics and everything like that. But a lot of things, it's also it comes down to performance on the day. So this is something I do and Carlo and the boys at, um, at Mildura City when I was playing there used to um, joke around with me but by the end of the season because I did it every game they're like this is just what Lucas does it, it looks like I was praying before every single game but really what I was doing was just um, focusing and, and letting the result of the day um, not be important so I would, I would um, sit there on the bench before the game about five minutes before the game kicked off and I put a t-shirt over my head just so it was in my own, own space and I would repeat um, just over and over again it's just football it's ju it just in my so mind so it's like an affirmation and to anchor yourself in the moment yeah, yeah absolutely and I would just repeat to myself over and over again it's just football it's just football it's just football until you are almost screaming it in your mind you've got this big smile and I've said it only five times I've got the smile on my face now so, um, until it just um, it just is it is what it is there's, it, there's nothing more to it like people overcomplicate so many things yeah. and I was like if, you, if you're a musician it's it's just, it's just a, a, another song we're playing. Or it's just another gig. If you're going for an interview, it's just an interview. It's not life or death. It's just an interview. And those wow. sort of things, it's just being present at that moment, take, taking a minute, two minutes, ten minutes, an hour, however long it takes you. But I think if you say it ten or twenty times just over and over again, it's just a podcast, it's just a podcast, <laughs> you'll, you'll be fine.
Yeah, wow. So people can take away from this is that using different techniques such as this to anchor themselves in the moment, but to realize that it's just, it's just what you're doing. Like, don't take it so seriously. When you realize that, you then calm. I can, I can say this for myself because I've got anchoring things that I do in different situations that bring me back into my body and realize that, hey, it's just this. Like, I think, oh man, interview with Osha. He used to say it as well, being on TV, on behind the, in front of the camera, he'd get nervous. And the cameraman would always say, we're, it's just, we're just talking about music to teenage girls. We're not running with wolves. Like, we're not, it's not life or death. We're just talking about music to teenage girls it's okay you're going to be fine and that's the same same thing here and the same with football um, any situation I go into it's bringing myself back so that was a great reminder and an anchoring tool to do that and I'm probably going to going to steal that one and uh, inspired to, to get myself <laughs> in my zone before a game <laughs> just not when we play each other I'll, I'll, I'll disrupt you yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can have that on film too <laughs> what is most meaningful to you in life right now most meaningful for myself is just um, my health. I'm really, I'm really taking a step back to look after myself. Um, I'm, and with with things, I'm because I'm I'm starting a new new role, new things. I'm I'm very much in, excited about what it may bring. But um, the health is obviously very important. That I'm always there because I've got my um, my grandma who's 96 and she's just uh, gone on an oxygen tank. So I'm always thinking about that. Like. Um, but she's 96 years old. My grandfather made it to 100. My gran- my other grandma is at um, is in her mid late 80s, and I think like just the way they've looked after themselves is so important. I'm just starting to really make sure that I want to get there, get there as well. So it's um, I'm really focusing on a few different things that um, can just make my life simple. Because there's a few things that I let slack while I was in the real estate industry. Because I I just I go so 100% in things that I let my health slip away because in real estate, health wasn't important. It was the deal. It was the next Results. thing. Is the, yeah. yeah, obviously, um, you only get paid if you, if you make something happen. So the results was important. But now I'm back in this, this space. I can, again, I'm, I'm becoming the, the role model of that health role model and I'm just taking that as a focus at the moment. Yeah. So looking after yourself because mm. then the other things can happen because mm. they can't happen if you're not at your best health. No. Great, great perspective. What does it mean to be conscious? Present. I'm here right now. I'm not thinking about anything else. That's the biggest thing that I'm, is my biggest downfall as well with, with Taylor is that I come home and I'm not present with her. I'm just present with myself. But um, I think that, that's a big thing. Um, being conscious is I'm here now. I'm focused on the podcast. And then as soon as we finish off the podcast, my mind will race onto something else. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah. Be, be there. Be, if you're somewhere, show up and do that. Yeah. Be all in that moment. <laughs> How do you want to impact people, the community and the world? Well, if I go back to when I first started my, um, my, um, my weight loss boot camp, it was creating healthy role models in the community because that's, that's then a compounding effect. If I teach you one thing that you're going to teach the next person teaches the next person it's just an ever-growing ever-growing thing so if I can um, because people get so scared about health or they they get so actually they get so confused not scared they get confused about it and this is where the book's coming from as well that it could be a year it could be 10 years it'll it'll eventually happen it could be something I write for myself but it's something I want 
people to not be so confused about because it is easy, but there's so much stuff out there mm-hmm. that we get overwhelmed. So keep it super simple. simple. And that, that goes back to that anchoring um, technique that you are doing before. Keep it simple. Bring yourself back to the moment. Mm. That's all we've got, and that's as simple as it needs to be. Where can people see your stuff, find out more about you, follow your journey, keep updated with the KISS method? Well, I've created a KISS Life um, Instagram page, but I have no idea what it's called. I, I think it's that KISS Life, <laughs> at that KISS Life. Um, I haven't been that busy, but I've got um, at Lucas Petter. That's Lucas with a K. They can follow me, and I'll be posting a bit more out there. But um, I'll also be on Club Aquarius. I'll be posting a lot there, and if you want to get in touch, hey, that's probably the easiest easiest way if you want to learn more about any of that sort of stuff and um, like I've sent Car- I've given Carlo and a few others to test out the Kiss Life workout the thing the workout you can do anywhere anytime yeah um, yeah Carlo can tell you of his experience oh yeah it's, it's, it's honestly great like when Lucas explained it to me I was like yeah okay cool like sounds good did it and I was like whoa I literally done it at, I was traveling at the time um, one place I had a gym I used stuff there you don't even really need anything to do it and that's the problem with me is that sorry the problem the the challenge that I face is actually just doing something and, and having it accessible all the time instead of having to go to the gym sometimes you don't have that situation or that time to do it go do that but having something you can do anywhere at any time whether you're in a gym or at home was super helpful for me and it, it's a great workout so Get in contact with Lucas so and get it because it's good. If you want the workout, <laughs> message me it's and um, I'll send it through to you. Amazing, amazing. Well, I want to wrap this up by acknowledging you for the amazing friend that you are to me. Uh, we've, uh, we only met, you know, 16 months ago, but we've become really close mates, um, shared a lot of good times together, um, especially on the football field, but then also off the football field at as Crown. friends. At, <laughs> at Crown <laughs> Casino. <laughs> and... Um, just the human that you are, that resilience that you show, the service that you offer to the world of wanting to help people and to improve their lives and your own life, the, the person that you are, you're so kind, giving, loving and supportive of me and everything I've done and I appreciate you a lot. So thank you so much for joining me and for sharing all your wisdom. Thank you for your journey and letting me be part of it. It's amazing. It's, it's been a while. Uh, I've been like, yeah, you're coming on and, and we've made it happen right now. So if you have been impacted by anything that Lucas has said in this podcast if anything has stood out as anything has resonated with you please reach out we've got our Instagram you can reach out on um, the Conscious Collective Lucas um, all his details will be in the show notes so you can add him go to the Conscious Collective and you can click on the the picture and, and, and connect with Lucas but definitely reach out and also share this with people if you think this can impact their life there's so many nuggets of wisdom in this that can uh that can improve people's lives and improve the consciousness of the world. So make sure you share it out there. Much love for you guys joining us. And until next time, take care. Peace. See you from Lucas over and out. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen in on our conversation. Hopefully you got some insights and values to raise your awareness. If you like the podcast, please like, share on social media, and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. I would really appreciate it. You can also keep up to date on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Uh, both handles are at The Conscious Podcast and also my personal account, which is at Carlo underscore Cirillo. Until next time, take care and be nice.